Hello, welcome to the Close the Loop podcast, a podcast where we talk to HR leaders about employers, employees, and everything in between. Today, we have Sony Simon, Senior HR Manager at Esper. She is a very seasoned HR with a lot of awards under her belt. She was in the top 10 in the jobs for her women's category. She was also in the top 200 under 30 in the Young HR Leader Certification. So great to have you with us, Sony. Uh, hi, uh, I'm glad uh, Loop invited me to this uh, podcast. Uh, I'm in fact uh, excited to share my insights and experiences as well. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, and we're so happy to have you. And today we're going to discuss something which all HRs know about, which uh, which is a bone of contention with many HRs and all employees also know about because no matter where you are, if you're an employee and when you, whenever you join a company, you are onboarded into the company. So Sony, tell us for viewers who don't know or who haven't heard the term enough, tell us what onboarding means to you and what it means to an organization. Okay. Uh, so yes, definitely everybody at one point of the career, they start and they would have experienced onboarding. So to speak about onboarding, it's a process when a newly hired employee, in case if he is leaving the organization and joining another organization, or in fact, a person who is passing out from a campus joins the organization. So how well the person gets uh, into the system? Okay. And so when you say how well the person gets into the system, it means a lot of things, right? One is for them to understand the like details of they need a certain amount of information. But I'm guessing that there is more to it apart from just receiving information. What is it? Whenever you're thinking about onboarding for an employee, what are some of the things the HR department needs to keep in mind? To start off, I believe every candidate is a prospective employee. In my sense, onboarding is the first impression in the sense when a mail is sent from the recruiter in the organization is the first impression created about the company by the employee. The process that they go through through the hiring till they join us. So maybe the candidate is hired or not, but in future, if the candidate is thinking about the position that is coming up, definitely this impression will last in the mind. Yeah. So it's always important. It starts from hiring to create an onboarding process. So it sets the tone for a new employee, the entire tenure within the organization, how the employee is going to get aligned with the culture and how happy he is in the organization, how uh, he can communicate with the other teammates in the organization, what are the policies that are in the organization, or uh, what are the legal requirements that they have to look into. And this, in fact, also decides how long an employee needs to be uh, staying in the organization as well. So I firmly believe that if an employee knows what is the vision, mission, and other expectation of the role, definitely this would make a really impact full onboarding process for the employee. Oh, okay. So that is very interesting. There's something I hadn't thought about. So this, you mentioned expectation. So this is the expectation of the company and the employee both, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So tell me what can, how can, like, what can go wrong in your experience? Have you seen uh, employees who were hired and they've left immediately? Like what is the shortest tenure you've seen? And do you think there was a link with the onboarding in that? instance 
Yes, definitely. I would like to give an example from my previous organization. First, I would like to start with my own example. So when I joined a startup, there were a couple of few employees like engineers who are working and I was the first HR who was hired. And when I joined in, all I got was a laptop and uh, a day one uh, task assigned to me. So in fact, I was wondering how is it going to be done or what to be done and what is the process, whom to reach out. All these questions were running in my mind. That's when I started working on onboarding process and I realized that how important it is uh, for an employee to stay in the organization, to speak about the bad experience over here. The people who got hired before me couldn't stay in the organization. The only fact was they were not clear about what was the expectation out of the role or they didn't find any ways to get indulged in the organization or play a team be a team uh, player within the organization. So I think it's very important that uh, onboarding should be structured and it should be aligned with the company goals. And also uh, like every organization should celebrate the small wins of the employees. Only then uh, it will be sustainable for a longer run. Okay, that's interesting. So what is a good onboarding? Like maybe you can tell us about the onboarding in your current company or just give us an example of a good onboarding structure uh, definitely in my current company and few of things uh, that i think is uh, good onboarding is from the time you send out uh, this offer letter thanks to covid because there are uh, so many digital tools that have uh, come across so we also used uh, one of the uh, tool which helps us uh, customize our offer letter so rather than just sending them the offer letter in a document google document you can customize it with the ceo's message testimonials from company and make it a little personalized to them so they feel really good about it and one catch about onboarding is when employees have a longer notice period how do you keep employees engaged so uh, for 30 it's easier to manage but when it comes to 90 uh, days of notice period how do you manage it so in that cases uh, it's really good to uh, set up uh, meetings with the team like a lunch meet or coffee chat or uh, also you can invite the employees uh, towards uh, company meetings uh, where uh, a casual uh, company party that is happening and you also you can send a training material which makes them understand that they are important and can be part of the organizations it's like something that they can always look forward to and that's before a company an employee joins the organization you can also send the send the welcome goodies and once the employee gets onboarded, what next? The first and important thing is proper induction. Uh, make the person understand that what is the company culture? What are the roles and responsibilities? And the communication channels, uh, what are where to reach out? And what are the channels that they can focus on? And uh, assign a buddy uh, because uh, everybody needs somebody in the sense uh, when you join a new organization, it's always good to have that friendly person whom you can unofficially reach out to. So buddy system is something really good that everybody should uh, look into it. And uh, one of the good practice that I've seen in my organization is also that tech calls, uh, product and tech calls in the sense, not only for the tech employees, but also for other non-tech employees to give an understanding about what the company is all about. What is the kind of technologies that we are using? Other than that, we follow even uh, feedback system. 
So uh, once the employee finishes day one, uh, a mail would be dropped with the link about his experiences on the onboarding. And what are the kind of improvements that needs to be taken care of so that as an organization, we can also work in. So onboarding doesn't end with day one. How does it continue? It continues 60 days, 30 days, 90 days checking plan. So after one month checking in with the employee uh, training that is needed, is there anything that is missing out in the current role? How do they feel about the organization? So this also gives us a, a good pulse of employees in the organization. What should we really look at and what are the improvements to be bought in? This also helps us giving an understanding about their relationship with the managers. How are they doing in the organization? So these are the few things I think that I could think of and currently, yeah, that we have in the organization. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. And that's a lot of, I now realize that how it has to be a very thought through process and there are a lot of different aspects to it, like right from the technical aspect to it, to till uh, the notice period. And you, like, I found that very interesting, the whole idea of casual meetups because notice period and, and of course, anecdotally so, but I've heard so much about people who will take up a job offer, but during their notice period, they will use a job offer to negotiate for a higher pay within their current company. And there's a lot of, like a lot of different things happen, right? So if you could tell us more about that notice period part, how important that is and how, what are some of the things you've seen employees do? Some of them are even unethical, right? Because you try to get a higher pay grade, etc. So if you could tell us more about that, just that notice period part from one employee leaving an organization to the other. Yeah, so one more good practice that we have in our organization is buyback policy, which I also appreciate it because the longer you wait, it's there are high chances that you lose out on the candidate and they go on window shopping around the market. One thing uh, is highlighting how your company is different from the other offers that they have in case if they come back to you with a higher amount request or if they mention that uh, there is another offer in hand. So it's very important uh, to understand the candidate pulse. Uh, so every uh, alternate week or uh, every uh, month, uh, try to set up a meeting till the day they are onboarded so that uh, we get to know how interested our employees. And it's very important that somebody in the same field or similar role talk to them and give them the assurance because for them, it's a completely new uh, company and completely a new challenge that they are going to take up. Every time I feel that if you have clarity about where you're heading to, definitely that is something that would help them retain or uh, take up the offer that they currently have. That's so right, give right. them how they could grow within the organization. Okay. So and this is. Just yeah, to have sorry. an example, I I've also seen candidates who come back to us with 100% negotiated hike and they check if we can give more and then they go back and check with them. So it's basically look into market standards and if that is a scenario, we have to let go of the candidate in the end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I want to learn more about this pulse that you mentioned getting the candidates pulse, especially when you know they may do window shopping, etc. So what does it give us some secrets like in your experience? How do you manage a difficult uh, talent where you know that this is somebody who will add value, but you also know that this is it's not 100% in. So then so what how do you understand the pulse? What are some of the strategies or ways that you use? Uh, first thing is understand what are the motivating factor for them to take up a new job? 
And that's very important to understand what are they looking into? Is it monetary? Is it the role that is challenging? Is it the new opportunity that they are looking forward to? Motivating factor. And then it would be what is the reason that they are leaving the current organization? And also why this organization? And what is that motivates them to stay in our organization? So these are the few questions that we can check how motivated they are and also understand what is that one thing that they would expect in the next organization that they want to join in. So do you think at some level, do you, have you ever faced a moral dilemma? Is this something that happens with HRs often where you realize something about the candidate? But you also like, for instance, I'm saying uh, you have X person from one company who mm-hmm. is uh, facing a, a certain issue from their company. Say they say that I don't like the work culture in my company because this is a small team. And you'd know that your work culture in your company is similar. So what do you do in that circumstance? Do you give them a clear picture or do you like hold it back? Let them make their own decision. How does it work? In my case, I would give them a clear picture in the sense there is always pros and cons. If you have to, it's up to us if we have to highlight the pros and let candidate know how it is going to be because there is no point telling them a different story and once they are onboarded, they see a different thing, right? It's always important that tell them what our company culture is and let them make the call. So it's better than hiding the information and getting them onboarded because it won't sustain for a longer run. It's just filling up the position. And I am the person who strongly believe that there is no point filling the position until unless the right candidate, they always say, right, candidate at the right time in the right position. So that is uh, something that I strongly believe in. So I would put up across uh, the details and give them a choice to decide if I come across something like that, especially culture wise. I have another question about this pulse. What are like, one is when you're speaking to the candidate, but is there a way outside of that? Can you look at say the CV of a candidate and understand, or do you always need a conversation with the candidate to understand their pulse and motivation? Okay. Uh, I would like to state an example, something that I remember while having this conversation, but not direct to the question. But I've also come across candidates uh, like the CV is extremely good and uh, their interviews are like exceptional and candidate joins. And then you realize the candidate is not the same person whom you saw on the uh, video call or during the interview stage. Uh, Like same person, literally like a different human being? No, I mean, in the sense that (laughs) the kind of knowledge that they come up with, the kind of talk and all that. This was the incident that happened and we did a little bit of research and I also got to know that there is uh, this people who get hired to give interviews. So all they do is this uh, mouth moment where the other person hears the interview. So we really can't judge. Yeah, this was during one of our COVID interviews and I was really surprised and we had to terminate that employee as well. It's easy to morph a CV and in fact, with my own experience interviews as well. So it's all, I would always prefer for a face-to-face interview in the end of the interview loop. And with CV, it, we could get a little bit of understanding, not the entire, because there are people who write n number of things in the CV, but it might not be applicable as well. So it's after multiple rounds of interview mm-hmm. and uh, uh, a roundtable discussions that we take a call on candidate.
not everybody mm-hmm. is the same but this is one of my experience that i suddenly thought when you asked me this question yeah that's like very interesting and i didn't know because this is such a big challenge for hr that people are not even because the interview and all of these things are supposed to give you a very clear picture but if it's happening yes. till this level then it's that was one of my first experience as well and then even my interviews got little what to say stringent that i had to check now regarding onboarding you have like on one hand you have an employee who's joining the company and then mm-hmm. there are like you mentioned the buddy system is something you encourage a lot and there yeah. are systems in place which will help them get to interact with their colleagues and other employees right yeah. so is there a way or is there something to keep in mind for the rest of the colleagues also to welcome this employee like their responsibility is on hr but i'm sure there are some responsibilities of the the rest of the workforce as well if you could tell yes. us more about that yeah to tell about that it is important that i would suggest that league or a team member would share their personal experiences what is that they experience in the onboarding when we do the team introduction we ask the team members to speak about it so that the person who is newly joining the company would get an idea what how is it so far it's always like we read the testimonials we see the personal ratings before we buy something right it's a similar way so when that is done by the teammates and team members that gives a really good bonding with the team members as well and work wise the reason we assign this buddy is because new to the company new to the role new to the team always there is this need of resources and that confusion that creates um to reach out so this really helps the new joiner to get it sorted so in that way onboarding the first day the team meeting really helps in getting welcoming the new employee how does how do you make the choice for who would be the right buddy for the the employee the team is it a random selection or do you like pair up certain individuals maybe based on their age etc like how does that selection happen that selection usually happens based on uh, different criteria because again if we are hiring a fresher we can't assign a senior person to senior person because that person won't be too comfortable it would be again if official reporting kind rather we would choose somebody in similar who has been experienced in one or two years in the organization so it depends on the hire and it also depends on the role that they are getting into and the kind of person they are because now we are in a, a era where everybody needs that personal touch especially this gen z is millennial because always they have this question of why how and all that and they always look for the similar kind of personalities so it's definitely based on the kind of person that is getting hired okay interesting and what so how what are the other factors that affect this particular onboarding the location of the employee i think is very important and fundamental so how is remote onboarding different from then there's on site onboarding if you could talk about that or has has remote work or work from home changed onboarding as a whole what are or is it the same what is happening there uh it has changed a lot uh, so uh, if you ask me remote or office onboarding definitely i would prefer office onboarding only because i can give that personal touch to the employees and uh, to speak about remote onboarding especially during the times of covid there are multiple tools and different methods of uh, onboarding that has got 
worked upon when it comes to remote onboarding it's most of the times going to be through zoom or microsoft teams or google meets and uh, we don't get that actual feel of face to face or that actual communication channel doesn't work in remote and one of the difficult task or is that getting that openness in communication so i would prefer office onboarding and uh, most of the times uh, especially now it's hybrid model so you get this office and work from home option so i would prefer them to have a, a different meeting once they come into the office okay within when you talk about onboarding and like like remotely and gmeeting center yeah it's not preferable uh, what about the other aspects so one is the uh, like uh, one part of the onboarding i'm sure is the like the, the video uh, like the, the conversational part of it and the other part is it like information like the uh, passing of information around benefits etc things like that so in in those spaces i'm sure like you mentioned that there are a lot of tools that are coming in handy which are helpful for that so if you could tell us a little more about the tool what are some of the tools your company is using of like how is the market around tools changing what are the innovations in the tools okay all right so to speak about tools it again starts from right from offer which we spoke earlier so one of the tools that we used to use was hireshare in order to send out this offer letters which really helps to customize the offer letters and if you see uh, covid has also changed digital e signature so one tool that we used there was adobe and docusign which has also made us easier there is no physical uh, documentation required everything is like in digital e locker right so other than that uh, we also have hris we use zenefits and uh, great hr and to speak about uh, compliance and uh, legal thing we have no for you and when it comes to feedback collections we generally use google forms or monkey survey is also survey monkey is also one of the good tool to look at and especially in engineering to look into this uh, workflow another good option would be asana right right okay fantastic so for our listeners who wanted an insight into some of the tools this is like that like i'm sure this is very helpful and so uh, like in terms of just how so is onboarding all uh, like is onboarding your specialization in within your space in hr or have, are there other have you been handling like because i'm sure there's recruitment there is onboarding and there are different aspects of it so within the hr community is onboarding considered like a difficult part of the process is it considered easier what if you could tell us about that how is onboarding looked at from the hr perspective is it the most tedious task that an hr has to do or is it one of the easier more fun things to do i would say onboarding is a really interesting uh, thing to work on uh, i have been generalized generalist throughout my career and the reason i say it's an interesting thing because it's a continuous innovation process so it's like uh, one size doesn't fit everybody so you have to customize it for every employee who joins so uh, it is one of the field till the date your employee joins yes definitely it's going to be interesting it's just that we have to be prepared and understand the hire before we go ahead uh, with it 
so it's not an uh, difficult one it's in fact like enjoyable thing uh, that we can go ahead uh, with it and uh, when we look into onboarding uh, one of the best thing is uh, collecting feedback from your earlier employees so every time you get a new feedback if it is workable and uh, depending on the organization we should try to tailor it into the system oh that's interesting okay so then that brings me to i think what would be my final question and that actually ties in very well to what you said about innovations and changes what is one thing you would like to either change about the onboarding process or one innovation that you have seen which you feel really in your career which you feel really changed onboarding uh, like either of the two and if possible both if you could tell us about one innovation in onboarding that you were you personally with and you had saw the impact of and one innovation that you haven't seen yet but would love to see in the future okay so to speak about one innovation i have really liked in the organization as so far in my career the tech and product calls because i think during induction that is one part it always gets ignored so in my current company even when i joined one thing i really loved was getting that clear understanding that where you are and why you are there and the vision that you are getting aligned to and i think that is very important because when you are in the organization understanding that business perspective and getting the role right with respect to the vision of the organization is very important so i feel the tech and the product calls in the in induction or introduction or onboarding phase is really important right right oh that is actually very interesting and i hadn't thought of it that way because when you start when the employee gets to experience the product that's when they know what they are contributing towards right exactly and, yeah interesting and in the tech part also so you so if and i am not sure but when you said it it made me think and that is probably something that most employees struggle with right if i have a new job the one thing i would want to learn about are the technical aspects all the tools that i want to use because it's one thing to say something when we be able to have a helping hand for that exactly so that, yeah so to add on here the major difference you can see here is when a non tech person gets to know about it so today if we go and ask a marketing person uh, what is the product that our company is working on or what is the technology that we used uh, the marketing person would be able to tell that and not in every organization that is possible because we give the interview we get into the system and it's not necessary that understanding of the company is much promoted in the organization so that is one thing that has really impressed me in the entire onboarding process wow wow yeah that is great and for some reason i feel like it that ties back to then eventually like the bigger aspects of the tenure of the person etc right like yeah. because you feel committed to the company a lot more because you know what it does what other aspects do as well yeah ah very nice i i, I really like that that's something i really did know okay now tell us some innovation that you haven't seen yet but would like to see or if and it can be as crazy as possible we are happy to hear if you want to put like a hot air balloon for <laughs> onboarding employees to the company also but just anything that you would you can think of you would like to see okay not directly with onboarding uh, but uh, one of the thing that would connect between recruitment and onboarding because that is one of the 
biggest challenge i think in an hr department uh, especially when it comes to recruitment so one thing i always think is if there is a portal if there is a website where every offer of an employee gets recorded it would save so many recruiters life it would save so many onboarding processes because we wait till the last date for the employee to join and in the morning we just get a message stating that i am joining another company so if that i'm not sure if something is but that is one of the thing that i would like to look forward to especially between recruitment and onboarding Oh wow! Okay, that is yeah, that is very interesting. Tell me more about this portal. What are you imagining? Like there, where every candidate and you see the job offers they have received. Right? Yeah, they say one Aadhaar card number is one identity, right? Same way, mm-hmm. a person is if we have the PF or UN number, we can track how many jobs a person has worked on. So same way, if uh, if a company is rolling out an offer to uh, X Y Z, so that offer should be recorded in this portal. Mm-hmm. so that uh, it says a uh, time of other employers and uh, also maybe retain the candidate yeah yeah sure. so this is like a glass door but for hr on the recruiter side <laughs> on the recruiter side yeah. yeah yeah oh that's actually very interesting and that's an innovation that i feel like a lot of hrs would agree with and it would make everyone's life easier yeah because it's like we wait on onboarding day for the employee to join and then we are no show oh no and that must be so sad no yeah it's like you keep seeing right all the idea and all stands there and then you see that nobody enters the door <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh i haven't seen that but okay that sounds interesting yeah so tell me if in the situation like this where the the, the prospect doesn't join does it reflect badly on the recruiter and on the hr the senior manager management look at do you get like a shouting or at least a, like a pull up from senior management if this is this considered like a fault on the part of the hr if a prospect doesn't join eventually no i would say it's a hard reality that is accepted by hrs at this point of time uh, i would say they are also proactive when it comes to me if you ask me this question what i would do is i would always have a backup oh, a right. backup overs in some similar capacity who can be a next prospective employee for the similar role so it's very important because we deal with humans right so we never know what's going on so it's better we always have an backup for particular roles till right. the day he joins right sure okay oh that's interesting so that yeah that's good that's good for somebody else who was somebody who really did want the job and they have the opportunity then yeah yeah okay awesome like this is i like i've learned so many new things about onboarding and so much perspective and i'm sure like and uh, all our listeners will share the sentiment because when you are uh, as an employee when you go through your onboarding it can feel very routine and you can wonder okay why is this required because it's only happening to you but after speaking to you and seeing how it affects the company largely and when you think of onboardings for like hundreds and thousands of employees like there's so much appreciation i have for the hr which does this and i see how that is tied to like the fortunes of the company as a whole so thank you so much sony for giving us this perspective and it was like an absolute delight talking to you and we hope we can have you on the show again
to talk about another aspect of hr very soon thank you samir thank you so much uh, definitely uh, we will uh, do catch up again thank you thank you so much for joining us we'll see you soon